This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good morning. I hope you're doing good and well as you can be. Of course, I'm not expecting anyone to be over the moon, to be honest, after yesterday's really disappointing results. Um, No PowerPoint, no kind of thing to go through today. Uh, It's more reaction, more thoughts, more therapy, if you like, from you guys in the chat box. Um, We're going to be going through plenty of your comments and questions about Arteta and obviously the game and the decisions to drop certain players, to play certain players and more. Um, So please do, if you haven't done so already, drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Um, And we'll get straight into this. Uh, Let's say morning to everybody in the chat box. Thanks for joining. Guna, good morning to you. Tony, Matt G, Essex, Bloke, Simon, Edward. uh, Good morning to you. Simon, uh, Malawi, Guna0411, Penny Wing, Kevin, Paul, Manu. Good morning, guys. Uh, Don, Dada, Chris, Steve, Joe. Good morning, Perez, Paul. Uh, Good morning to everybody joining us today. Uh, Do drop a like on the video and subscribe. If you are new to the channel, we do these shows at 8 a.m. Uh, most days. Not tomorrow, because I'm in London uh, for Football.London, so make sure that you're not setting your alarms too early and getting disappointed. But the show will be back as normal on Tuesday. So look forward to bringing you that. Um, let's kick off with kind of further reaction to yesterday's defeat. And obviously yesterday's show was quite... An emotionally angry one. Um, I'm not going to apologise for anything that I said. It's how I felt after the game and how I still feel after yesterday's game is anger. I'm so frustrated and angry about the decision-making that went on during the game, before the game, towards the end of the game. So many mistakes were made um, during yesterday's fixture that are just so disappointing to only have that double down on by seeing, you know, Spurs 
batter Aston Villa, Chelsea batter Southampton. It was really a really awful, awful day for Arsenal. We've had some really good days in recent weeks, other teams dropping points and ourselves picking them up. But yeah, these this last week has been really horrific. And it just begs the question about whether or not top four is done. Mathematically, it certainly isn't. I mean, if Arsenal were to take on an amazing run and win the rest of their games, they would still finish in fourth spot. But when you look at the likelihood of that happening, considering those were what you would have put on paper as two of our you know, more winnable games, it's near impossible to see it happening. In fact, looking at the 538 prediction algorithms, um, they had it down even before Spurs won with 65% likelihood um, that Spurs would win uh, the top four race. Arsenal with just a 33% now chance how things have changed so significantly, which does, of course, mean that it can swap the other way around just as quickly with a few results going in Arsenal's favour. But when you consider the run that both teams have, it just looks incredibly unlikely that Arsenal would be the team to get it. And there are a number of teams, um, a number of players, and of course, decisions that need to be made by Mikel Arteta. Let's uh, let's get into the chat box and go through your comments this morning. Uh, Chriselle dropped my like at the door. 8 a.m. on a Sunday's commitment. Thank you, Chriselle. Really appreciate that. It's very kind of you indeed. Matt G says, it's just a shame that top four is no... Well, it is, Matt. It is still in our hands because, you know, we play Spurs. And because we play Spurs, um, it means that it still is in our own hands if we win the rest of our games. It's just not going to be happening, I don't think. Uh, MRM says, Arteta's point proving cause us, uh, cost us, maybe. Whatever point he's trying to prove to Nuno was detrimental yesterday. I can't get my head. I can't get my head around the Tavares situation. Let's, let's you know what, let's begin with the Tavares situation. Tell me your thoughts. Because in predicted lineups, I saw plenty of people still not put Tavares in their team and hadn't had him in their side. So I want to know where your head's at. If you've got questions on Tavares, if you've got thoughts on Tavares, I want to know your thoughts and feelings about that. Paul says Tavares' confidence must be in the gutter. Crazy not playing a left-back at left-back. Matt says, do you think Nuno is done at Arsenal now, not looking good? How I don't, I don't understand how you can just pick up and drop a player quite like that, that, you know, gave us some really strong performances in the first half of the season, kept Kieran Tierney out of the team. The decision was, was made to buy Tavares to be Kieran Tierney's backup. And to sacrifice the control in midfield by moving Granite Xhaka to left back. When you're putting Laconga as well in an even more vulnerable situation, just made so little sense. So little sense. Michelle says there was there is no excuse. This was on Arteta. Xhaka at left back is much bigger risk than out of form Tavares. Zana says, morning, just watching the highlights. Can I be a reactionary and ask, uh, do we get Mwepu? I've said Mwepu last summer. Those are some of them I said we should have been looking at. And trying to sign a Red Bull Salzburg uh, hero in that team. Um, Maya says, I would have put him in. That's how we bring him confidence. Robert says, yesterday showed how the lack of planning and managers inexperience will cost us. The vehicle has run out of fuel way before the finish. Christopher saying, I feel sorry for Nuno. Mysterio says, Tom, I appreciate your reaction straight after the game, win or lose. You'll articulate the results within reason and logic, which is refreshing. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate it. It's very kind of you. Uh, Sam says, I thought the same, Xander. He was great. Just watching the highlights, talking about Mwepu. Yeah, 
it was very, very strong. Great finish as well. Um, and it's just ironic, isn't it, that the Red Bull Salzburg player comes up to score against Arsenal. It's just the way that it was going to go. Trenkin says, so the manager who played Willian all last season couldn't play Tavares. Timpini Ween says, Arteta tinkered way too much yesterday. Left Zambian midfield. It was just silly. Chriselle says, I don't think anyone put Xhaka at left back more than Nuno playing or not. I had Saka at left wing back. Uh, Maya says, Charles put in exactly the right words. Um, I, I need to watch Charles's reaction yesterday uh, still. Tim says, was the linesman not raising his flag a clear and obvious error if it takes VAR four minutes to check and still don't know who heads the ball or where the line is in the second to last defender was out of sight? Look, Tim, I thought it was an incredibly harsh decision to roll that, roll that out when you can't categorically put the correct line in place. You just can't do it. Um, but that's not a reason because we didn't deserve a goal still at that point. It was not like, you know, we were battering on the doors and peppering their sh their goal with shots. We weren't. So it's it's not it's not like we can blame VAR. I thought the referee was dreadful, bearing in mind. I thought he was absolutely, I mean, it's Coots. It's a Man United fan playing as, as a referee. So he's not going to give us loads, is he? Matt says, I don't know what you're confused about, Tom. It's obvious that Martinelli, Xhaka and Okonga are our best backup left backs. Uh, Schrodinger's Catflat says, Arteta bought these players to the club. And if they aren't good enough, it falls on Arteta. Alpha says, do you think Lukonga wasn't calling for the ball and almost hiding at times yesterday? I thought he was... I thought he was out of confidence. I thought he was nervous. I thought he didn't have that same kind of, um, you know, buoyancy that he had in the first half of the season. And I, do I, am I surprised? No, he was dropped for no reason. He was dropped because Xhaka came back and then was dropped against Man United, which we lost after he was playing really, really well in the first half of the season. So his confidence took a massive hit during that period as well. Wes says, Cedric's free kick was perfect description of his Arsenal career so far. So much promise uh, and straight into our own player. Uh, Lewis says, unless Nuno has been throwing tantrums in training, there's no excuse to disrupt our midfield by that decision. Emil uh, Smith-Rowe and Martin Odegaard playing in the midfield three, that never works. I, again, have said this time after time. I don't think Smith-Rowe plays this role correctly. I don't think it's the right place for him. I know it was a slightly different 4-3-3 to what we've come to expect, but you don't just change the whole system when you've got an option at left-back that you don't even bring on when you can in the second half. It's almost like that Arteta didn't want to bring on Tavares at the end just in case something good went down with him to kind of vindicate or rather prove that he was wrong in his decision-making. That was what was so strange is that he didn't even bring Tavares on. Uh, Cam says, I love Arsenal, my club, but the realist in me knows we are not going to win all the rest of our games. Sorry, Europa, if we're lucky, or eighth again if we play Xhaka at left-back. What I thought was a really good point, I think raised on social media, and I think... Uh, a number of people put this out, is that we ended last season knowing that the mistakes around playing Jacker at left-back cost us in the Europa League and probably cost us in a top-six race as well. And we find ourselves a year later, despite having made a signing at left-back with Tavares, still in that situation of making the same mistake, of playing Jacker at left-back that cost us last season. Uh, Carl says, if we can't play him at home to Brighton, what's the point of keeping him, let alone the disruption to the team balanced? Carl says, Tom, at what point is Arteta in serious problems getting conference league? Yeah, and if seven foot below, and you know, I can't I can't support that um decision to, to to carry on or to offer him a new deal. I can't support that decision if we finish below sixth. It's just not something you can 
justify. It really isn't anything that you can justify. Crusader says, shouldn't we have outscored Brighton rather than dread at conceding one goal? We didn't look like, you know, that we really wanted to push for a winner or anything like that in the first half and the start of the second. We lacked intensity and energy in it. And I really think Lacazette's contribution was was a huge part of that. Let's move on to that. Lacazette was absent once again in my mind, cannot start the game against Southampton. And Ketia, who I've been so critical of as a substitute, and that substitute in particular, just being so ineffective, I would start Nketiah over Lacazette against Southampton without a shadow of a doubt, because Lacazette is offering us nothing, absolutely nothing. We saw Mike from the Gunas pod even met up with Lacazette and Thierry Henry after the game. And, and my only reason in response to that was is that that must have been where Lacazette was all game, chilling with Mike in the stands because he certainly wasn't on the field and certainly didn't act like he was on the field during the game. He offered us zero in the final third. Zana says, should our Egyptian king make a commanding return to the base and push Lukonga? I tell you what, I would have no qualms playing El Nenny and Xhaka together in midfield right now because I think it would add a little bit more stability. In fact, I was surprised that El Nenny didn't come in if he was thinking of playing Xhaka at left back because you completely lost control of the central part of the midfield. El Nenny coming into the team is not a bad idea. It is the situation we find ourselves in. And what the thing is, what you get with El Nenny is sure, he doesn't give you loads of progression like you see with Partey. But I tell you what, he is pretty confident when he's on the ball playing, you know, the safe passes, keeping the ball in control, keeping the control in the midfield and not putting our defenders under pressure quite like Lokonga did yesterday. Um, Fuad says, how impactful do you think our transfer targets in the summer will be if we don't get the Champions League? I look, I think if you look at the signings we made this summer and the impact they've had across the season and the fact that we're hopefully going to be looking at bringing in a striker, that's what we need to aim for right now. Uh, Penny Wynn says, would you like to see Lacazette on the bench now? Yes, I would. Uh, Nick says, Spurs have two top-class strikers. Arsenal have no strikers. Spurs have a manager who has won everywhere he goes. Arsenal have a manager who has just won the FA Cup. It shows you the differences, the key differences at those key times. But I still will carry on saying that the big reason as to why Spurs will get top four and what Arsenal won't is because of Son and Kane. Kane and Son are the difference ultimately for that team. And when they're firing as they are, there's not much you can do to stop them right now. Guna says, I wouldn't mind Mick getting booked whatever position uh, EOS and take Pat. Wow. Uh, Billy says, Martinelli up top. I think that Martinelli um, is... I think that Martinelli being up top is a better option for us than playing Lacazette there, that's for sure. But that's lesser about how good Martinelli is at striker and more so about how disappointing Lacazette has been. Paul says, do you think Partey was injured before the Palace game and wouldn't have been risked if not for Tierney being out? Who knows, Paul? That's impossible for me to give an answer to because I just don't know. I'd be surprised, but I just don't know. JH says, Arteta is out of his depth. His man management has cost us recently. Billy says, for me, 3-4-3, Erdegaard, Smithrow behind Martinelli. Spurs have more ambition than us, says T. Cow. That is about ambition. Uh, I I don't think you can say that Arsenal don't have the ambition to finish in the top four. I think that's wrong. I think that they have better players in the final third, and that's proving to be the difference. If Arsenal had Kane and Sod, we would have waltzed into the top four. We'd probably be, you know, 10 to 15 points clear of this position, arguably clearer than Chelsea are right now if we had Kane and Son, because we would have beaten Palace, beaten Brighton, we would have picked up points against Burnley. We'd have given a much better account of ourselves in other games, but we haven't got that striker 
or world-class wide forward as of yet. We just don't have that right now. And those two are the difference makers between the two teams. Michelle says, what's stopping us from going to a back three? Seems like a much better option than the impotent show we've put on the last two games. Um, I think we should have gone to a back three in the game anyway from the start and played with holding and uh, Gabriel and White with Tavares left wing back, move Saka to right wing back and go with Pepe at right wing. Uh, or you can play Pepe and Martinelli as a front two of Odegaard playing behind and then you've got Xhaka and El Elneny or Xhaka and Lokonga playing in the midfield. Robert says, why was Martinelli taken off? Um, he, to be honest, I didn't mind him coming off as the decision uh, because he just looked real out of it when he was coming off in the last few moments that he was on the field. He really wasn't applying himself in the same way. He was dejected. He weren't committing himself in the same way as you saw with some of the other players in the team. So I wasn't surprised that Martinelli came off, to be honest. If you actually watch it back, the, the minutes before he came off, he really was disinterested at that point. Matthew says, Arteta, uh, back December, Willian, Marie, Albert, New Deal, not taking 30 million fees for Nketiah, Ainsley, Maitland-Niles and Chambers. Um, 30 million fee for Nketiah. I mean, to be fair, Nketiah is not on the manager. They they accepted Crystal Palace's proposals. It was the falling out between Nketiah and Crystal Palace that cost us there, Matthew. So I'm afraid that that one's slightly off the mark. Vishal, thank you so much for becoming a new member, mate. Really appreciate your support, especially during these really tough times. And I'm sure that the uh, the chat box will give you a very warm welcome. Matt says, are you worried about Gabriel's form? Not been the same player in the last month or so. I think that what we've seen is, is that obviously in the last two games in particular, Tavares and Xhaka's positioning has really cost Gabriel um, in those games. He was out of position for the first and the second goal. Tavares, I thought, really dealt with it quite poorly. And Xhaka was out of position for Brighton's first yesterday. So all of those things, um, I think, have definitely contributed to seeing uh, Gabriel's form drop. But even before they came in, he wasn't looking as sound as he was. Baron says, Arteta is a young manager, and this is all of the problems that come with young managers. They make mistakes, and Arteta's mistake was having a thin squad. Ian says, uh, Michael Arteta said that playing Xhaka in the left-back was the tactics before the match, and after that, it is too late. Why? Why could it not be changed while playing? Again, a question that I don't have an answer to besides that he was wrong <laughs> to make that decision. Tim says, did Brighton, or not make that decision. Tim says, did Brighton have the highest conversion rate since uh, since forming as a club? Uh, no. In fact, they're one of the teams that have struggled in the past to finish off the chances that they've created. They've used to have really high XG and not convert their chances. So if anything, you know, we gave them the opportunities that they needed to score. Uh, Alizar says, what about playing Tommy at left back? If Tommy's fit, he plays right back and Tavares comes in at left back. And I think it gives us a lot more balance than we have right now. Uh, Boss Mula says, Arteta got it wrong. Let's get behind him and not crucify him. He will come good. Gunners for life. Look, we can all support and hope that Arsenal win, but you need to criticise when the criticisms are there to be had. Otherwise, you're just not being objective and you're being blind to the situation as we discussed yesterday. Nikolai says, Brighton should have been a great game for Nuno. Can't figure out why Mikel did uh, what he did. He typically learns from mistakes. It's on him this time. I'd say he typically learns from some mistakes, not all of them. Christopher says, the January window is coming back to haunt us. Arteta and I do have a lot to answer for. No incomings, too many outgoings, no squad depth. Arteta's inexperience really showing now. Robert says, we made Palace and Brighton look like they were battling for fourth. Uh, Maya says, I'm worried about Aston Villa. How about you? I'm worried about Aston Villa. 
Why would we be worried about Aston Villa? Aston Villa have been awful recently. I mean, we beat them. <laughs> Schrodinger's cap flaps is top four gone. No hope, no chance, no bloody goods. Uh, it's not gone yet. Uh, what I would say is, imagine if you get a win against Southampton and all of a sudden you start picking up points again. Someone finds form, we find form. Tommy Asu returns. There's still things to turn around. I'm not going to completely rule it out. But what I would say is that with the form that we've seen um, Chelsea in, I, I just can't see... Sorry, Chelsea and Spurs, and I just can't see how we turn things around, how they don't just start dropping points. And the fact that now that the Spurs game is obviously three games from the end, we looked at that being a really opportunistic period for us. But they could be out of sight by that point um, if we drop even more points. Malawi says, Arteta got it wrong. My problem is it seems Arteta himself does not believe that he got it wrong. Um, let's have a, I mean, let's have a quick check of the uh, press conference. That's something that we've not really gone to in detail so far on some of the things that he said during that press conference. Let me share my screen with you all so you can read it along with me. Share screen. Come on, quick as we can. Uh, Chrome tab. Here we go. You should be able to now see on screen. Uh, fingers crossed you can see it. You can indeed. Uh, I want to go down to the point about playing Xhaka at left back. He says, well, especially the way I thought they, Brighton, were going to play, the spaces that we wanted to attack, it fits really well to play Emil in that position in midfield. And especially because we thought that space was going to be there as well for Granite to be used, which was which it was, but we didn't use it. After the game, when you lose the decision that you made, you have to write before the match after it's too late. This is a problem because... You know, it's about in-game management and changing things in particular. And you had a left-back. And I was frustrated that I haven't seen any comments yet about Tavares in particular. I mean, if I type in the word Tavares, uh, let's see if it comes up. Oh, it says it's one of one, but I don't see where Tavares... No, I don't see Tavares being mentioned at all in this entire press conference, unless there's some embargoed clips that are still yet to come out. Um, on Alex Lacazette's form, he says, we need to score more goals, that's for sure. And that's a collective issue. I'm never happy when I lose. I'm really upset and I cannot be happy. He needs to make a change. He needs to make something change about this. He needs to make a decision that is going to alter the way in which we're playing because we can't just continue on with this. There's been too many errors in our game and that's not something we can stand by. Uh, Vishal says, Tom, what's your take on the VAR decision? Remember, VAR is only there to prove conclusively that the referees has made an error. There's no conclusive angle. The goal decision should have stood. I agree with you. I think that the goal should have stood because there was no conclusive evidence to prove that Martinelli was offside and the lines that they put in were based on guesses, which are always affected by human error, which then in which case you've not proved outright that there was a clear and obvious error by making an error yourself. But it doesn't matter because we didn't deserve the goal. And if it's not going to be there, you know, we have to try and take the impetus and come out in the second half and take the game. We didn't do that. But I agree with you that it definitely should. Uh, what's the poll for today's show? <laughs> what's the poll for today's show? Okay, let's throw in uh, a question for you guys to ask because coming up with a question for today is going to be, it's going to be tricky. Um, so if you've got any suggestions the poll for today's show that we're going to put into the chat box then please feel free to put them in uh and we'll do our best to try and get you a really good question uh showing us cat flat says tom can you call a striker that doesn't score goals a striker 
It's a fair question. Rich says, Tom, I feel that this means Tavares will also probably move on in the summer. Seems like a total lack of faith slash lack of confidence. I'm happy to keep Cedric if it means that we can get a better left back. I don't know if it means he'll move on, but it wouldn't be surprising if he wanted to move on, to be honest, whatsoever. Should Nuno have started? I'm tempted to play put that as a, as a poll, but I just think it's such an obvious uh, question. It was such an obvious answer. Um, that it's probably not going to be worth even debating at this point. I think most of us would say that we would have absolutely started, um, would have absolutely started uh, Tavares. What I'm going to ask you guys is the question, yes or no, do you think that Lacazette will start against Southampton? Not would he, do you think, or rather would, should he, but do you think Arteta will change striker option for Southampton. I.E. Drop Lacazette. That's your question for today. Do you think he will drop the change the striker option for Southampton? I.E. Drop Lacazette. There's your question. Get it into the chat box. Do you think it's going to be something that will change ahead of the next game or not? If you do, vote yes. If you don't, vote no. Simple as that. Uh, Tim says, it's much harder to make decisions when you don't know what the result is going to be. I'm sure everyone wants to win and the manager wants to keep his job. I think that's obvious. If you're saying that decisions are being made to cost us, then I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you at all. Uh, Ridge says, of course he will. He won't put Gabby or Pepe central and he's better than Eddie despite a lack of goals. Uh, JH says no because he's too stubborn. T Cal says no, he's too stuck in his ways. Paul says Lacazette will start as long as he's breathing. Fitz says Arsenal need to make a change and sack Arteta. However, for some inexplicable reason, both our board and fan base will still want him. Uh, the club are drowning in the utter mediocrity since the Cronkies. Fitz, I mean, the problem is with Fitz's comments is he never replies or takes in any response, as has been proven, Fitz, by some of the comments we've left on videos, unfortunately. Um, David says, Lacquer is another victim of captain's armband's curse. Matt says, I'm with George. I have started Saka's left back, Lekonga, Xhaka, double pivot. Smith throwing Erdegaard, Pepe behind Martinelli. Franklin Goodwin says, Arteta is going to play Lacazette, a left back, left back as <laughs> Simon says, question, who do you think will get a reaction next week, Ralph or Arteta? I'll tell you what, Southampton's form, quite like Brighton's, is pretty darn poor. Um, obviously they didn't have Armando Breuer against Chelsea but does that really matter right now because their defence has been so awful as it has been not sure Breuer would have made much of a difference lost the draw against Leeds lost against Chelsea 6-0 lost Man City 4-1 in the FA Cup quarterfinals lost to Watford lost to Newcastle lost 4-0 to Villa somehow beat West Ham in the FA Cup lost to beat Norwich beat Everton as you would expect drew against Man United beat somehow Tottenham as well so their recent form though has been pretty dire. Who will get a response? You'd have to put your money down um, on uh, on Ralph Hasenhuttle at the moment. Ian says that would be preposterous. The manager is not willing to be good for the club. My concern is tactically is getting out of thought by the opposite manager. Out thoughts. Um, <laughs> the thing is being about out thought is Conte is not necessarily out thinking Arteta. Conte is just playing his best possible team with the players he's got available. And he's got two world-class forwards. I, it's impossible for me to say that Conte is the defining difference between Arsenal and Tottenham because the defining difference between Arsenal and Tottenham is Kane and Son. Because if you put 
say, Martinelli and Lacazette into Son and Kane's position, you swapped them, there's no way that Arsenal would not be in fourth right now. They are the two defining things that are the difference between the two teams at the moment, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Abdul says, no, Arteta will play without Lacazette. JH says, Wesley, he has more experience. So, yes, uh, arguing would Vieira be a good fit as Arteta's replacement. People falling on this experience words. I mean, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be employing um, plenty of managers with more experience just because they have experience. I think we need to, if we're going to ever change the coach, which, you know, we can start discussing if we finish outside the top six in the summer, then we need to talk about who's going to be the best fit for the club. I'll tell you what, experience is not the defining factor in that decision. Um, no, not Conte. Like this one-off match against Palace and Brighton for both home and away. Um, I think it's about the difference between the, the quality that you've got on the field and Arsenal don't have the quality at the moment. Big Ting Man says, Tottenham how have scored more goals since Conte has come in than we have all season. Whilst unfortunately it's Groundhog there, Arsenal. But is that, surpri- is that surprising? When you've got a guy that's not scored in 17 games from open play, I don't think that's a surprising stat. I think that Ryan Mason may have got more goals out of Spurs <laughs> with Kane and Son in the team. I don't think that's surprising at all. No Sleep says, do you remember when Arteta first came in? He used to bench Lacquer all the time. Now uh, for Nketiah. Uh, T. Cal says, Tom, our manager saw a five-man Brighton midfield and he counts it with lone midfield pivot. Isn't this inept? Uh, I don't think it's inept putting the one midfielder there. If the one midfielder was Xhaka and we had Tavaj at left back, I wouldn't have had too much of an issue with it. But the problem is, is that we should have been more offensive in this game. I think playing Tavares at left back makes you more offensive. It makes you braver. If you want to play with more kind of, you know, solidity, then bring Rob Holding in and play Ben White at right back and put Tavares to give you that balance. That's what I don't understand is that you've got the option to play a defender that's a lot more adept to playing at right back than Xhaka is at left back. I mean, let's all, I don't think any, there's any argument that Ben White is a better right back than Xhaka is a left back. I don't think there's any real argument to that and so therefore if you want the stability on one side then play Ben White there and put Tavares at left back to give you more solidity or go to a back three either of those two options for me work and I don't see why that wasn't done uh, Simon says do you think Arteta is a classic example of someone who copied from Pep the homework but doesn't understand what he's copied example in game decision making not necessarily because you know we've we've made decisions in games during this season that have won us points or kept us from defeat so it's not always about copying. I just think that he's trying to do things with certain players and put square pegs in round holes that don't fit and don't work. And that's naive. Really, really naive. Tarun, thank you for the donation, says, challenge now is to keep ahead of West Ham and United. We still have five tough away games and we don't look like scoring at all. Bummer. Uh, my wig is electric, says, top four ain't happening now. We have blown it big time. Uh, Malawi says, give Conte some credit before... Hey, I wasn't not giving him credit. Again, this is the binary problem with football and the way in which people view it. Me saying that I think that Kane and Son is the more defining factor instantly makes people go, oh, wow, Tom's criticizing Conte. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Let's get our heads screwed on a little bit tighter, please, because that's not what I'm saying. If you praise one thing, it is not you criticizing the other. I don't know. I've said this a number of times, hence my frustration. It's the same thing about Mikel Arteta and the situation that we're in. If you praise one thing, it doesn't mean you're criticizing the other. That's not how football works. If you're praising the fact that Kane and Son are the priority between the two, it's not you saying that Conte is not deserving of credit. Conte has improved spurts without a shadow of a doubt. But Kane and Son are the defining factor between Arsenal and Spurs at the moment. 
Benny says, this is what I've been saying all week. But, uh, ben White at right back, Nuno Tavares at left back, bring in Rob at centre back and double pivot with Xhaka and Lakonga. Uh, Iron says, could then Cedric play at left back? I know he was good in one game and bad on the other. It's a it's a risk. And you've spent money on Tavares. So why you wouldn't go with Tavares, I don't get it. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Christopher says, Brighton hadn't won in two months. Why do clubs in bad form always win against us? Because we don't inspire fear. We We encourage teams with our own vulnerabilities. We encourage teams with our you know we encourage teams with our own idiocy sometimes our own self self humiliation at times our own vulnerabilities get us and so that for that reason other teams come to arsenal knowing that they can get a result and because we don't get a goal early enough in these games or we don't put the pressure on and we don't apply ourselves in the right way you know it's a frustration and that's what was wrong with us uh fits again I've never said that Arteta is a better manager than Conte. And again, this is the misconception that people have with words. Robert, Arteta is a YTS manager. He really has to get these managers mentally right immediately. Otherwise, we are looking at a car crash before the finishing line. Priyanks is Alex Runison made some big mistakes and then not started again. I think the same is going to happen with Nuno. Our scouting is very, very poor. Is it very, very poor? I think that's not necessarily true. Uh, again, Tavares, two games. Nottingham Forest and Crystal Palace were a frustration. But again, we we are so quick to forget what he did in the first half of the season, which is more of a frustration and more of a criticism to Arteta of why he didn't start. Ben White's been great this season. Gabriel has been great since he came in as, as an improvement at centre-back. You know, those two centre-backs have improved us immensely. Tommy Asu, what a find he was. Erdegaard, again, you look at the season, the decision to bring him in. To say that our scouting is very, very poor is wrong. Our issues are on decision-making. Decision-making is the issue. It's not to do with scouting. It's to do with the decision-making in the market and the decision not to bring in any goals when we've moved on Aubameyang is a big mistake. The decision to not do anything in the January window to bring in a forward is a colossal error. And that's not to do with scouting. That's to do with decision-making. And there is a very clear difference between the two. Uh, Crusader says, I get the frustrations, but I don't think Tavares would have made any difference defensively. No, he wouldn't. But that wasn't our issue, really. You know, Burnley hit us on in, in a, couple of, a couple of opportunities, Crusader. He would have affected us in those two moments sure and maybe they would have got him behind but we would have been so much better and more in control in the midfield if Xhaka was in the middle for the first half without a shadow of a doubt no sleep says didn't Gabriel play as a left back in some of his career surely more of a fit than Xhaka I'm not sure about that uh JH says I think our man management is poor crushing players confidence consistently yes the food and travel says our scouting isn't poor Arteta's man management is what's actually poor Matthew says, Tom, why are Arsenal so naive? We should have been in the ref's ear much more effectively than Brighton's team fouling would have meant four or five yellows in the first half. Uh, again, I, I understand the, the premise. I just don't think that's the crucial difference. Abel says, doubt Kane and Son will still not qualify us. Arteta tend to struggle with personalities, man management. I mean, I don't look at Kane and Son as big personalities. They're just world-class players. So I'm not sure that would be necessarily a problem at all. Uh, they have, for me, have been the absolute difference between the two, um, between the two teams. 
Uh, Madupe says, and we are were at home. Why was he so negative about playing Xhaka at left back? Tim says, we expected the youngest, newly formed team in the league to be inconsistent. Everyone hurts after losses. The season isn't over and overall we have made progress. Do we expect to be invincible? No, we don't, Tim. We don't expect to be invincible. What we do expect is after two and a half seasons for these naive errors to be made. It's not about just young teams being consistent. We've played our most experienced player on the field out of position and then cost our midfield more by putting just a 22-year-old midfielder in there to hold it and anchor it themselves. That's on the coach. That's not to do with the inexperience and therefore inconsistencies with the team. That's to do with our own naivety. And those are two very different things. MRM says, never understood the dictator comments on Arteta, but now I might be slowly seeing the basis of these. Yusuf says, some Arsenal fans are asking Arteta not to bring Tavares into matches anymore. Now, after losing matches, you are all asking him uh, him back. Had you played him, would we have been a different side? And Yusuf, I think the answer is yes, that we would have done because you put Xhaka in the midfield, you control it more. And if you looked at our preview show, I mean, I think three of the four of us had Tavares at left back. So we say you all as a quote, but Yusuf, I think you're a little bit skewed with where you're looking with your comment there. Another comment says, I think it has little to do with the decision-making. Arteta has a dictator mentality. No matter how good you are, if you cross him, it's over. Uh, TKL says, I want this manager gone at the end of the season if we drop out of the top six. End of. I don't think there's many people that disagree with you there, TKL. If we finish out the top six, you know, a change of coach is certainly... Uh, a strong argument without a shadow of a doubt. Mayor says, one good news, Man United lost. It's not really that good news considering our target when we've put ourselves into this position is top four. Uh, Dean says, I have Son as FPL captain. Can I be happy despite Arsenal? Suladeen, if you've got any Spurs players in your fantasy team, I think that it's embarrassing because I don't and I wouldn't. It's just the way I feel. It's my opinion. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. We've been going for just over half an hour. Thank you for tuning in. More reaction to come on football.london with some pieces I'll be putting out a little bit later on today. Uh, I'll be on Lee Judges TV tonight at nine o'clock and the Arsenal Lounge tomorrow evening as well for even more reaction. Lots to discuss, lots to talk about, and uh, we'll be doing a lot more of that then. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in as always. And uh, please do drop a like on the video if you would. It's been a real tough weekend, but we carry on producing content for you. So if you could, please uh, drop a like. I really would appreciate that. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mc delivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans